Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash pro revenge, where OP takes down her toxic boss for sexual harassment. Our next Reddit post is from Gadgets Own Me. My ex is an abusive pile of garbage, and we had a kid together. I left him while I was pregnant, but I would occasionally take the baby to see him on his lunch hour. He paid us $29 a month in child support for a very long time. I got that amount reviewed when he was hired and that climbed to $89 a month. When my ex found out that his child support payments had increased by 70 bucks a month, he threw a screaming temper tantrum in his work. And he chased me and our 9-month-old kid out of the building. We had family court a few days later and he blamed me for everything. He even got his friend to lie and say that he was there and that I started that fight. Thankfully, the judge didn't believe him, but I was forced to continue making these terrible visits to my ex's work. Now for the revenge. He worked at a furniture rental store, and he would constantly badmouth customers in very detailed ways. The next time I took my baby to his work, I sat down with a small notepad and wrote down the names he said, how many months they said they were behind, how much they said they owed, and every terrible name that he and his buddy called the customers. There were quite a few racial slurs said that day. When my ex left for the day, I told his boss, but his boss didn't do anything. However, I personally knew three of the people he was bad-mouthing, and I knew how to get in touch with five or so others. I worked my way through that list, telling people exactly how their personal financial info was being released and the names they were called. He and his buddy lost their jobs the next day, and the owner filed a restraining order against him. I didn't feel bad at all. Jeez, OP, he was upset about 89 bucks a month? I don't even know if you could keep a dog alive at 89 bucks a month, let alone a baby. Our next Reddit post is from Directed Accordingly. When I was 19, I worked in a one-man store in my local area. Sure, there were a lot of entitled people that came in, but there were also absolutely lovely regulars that I bonded with. Unfortunately, what happened in this story didn't involve one of the nice regulars, but instead a creepy older man. This man was probably in his 40s, dirty, and just an outright creep. The shop didn't have any panic buttons, so when he came in, I was on my own. He was a pervert who would just come in to harass me. He would lean over the counter to stroke my arms, make disgusting derogatory comments towards me, and try to feel me up any time I left the counter. I hated working there because of this guy. I reported him to the manager multiple times, but nothing was ever done. I even showed him the CCTV, but again, nothing would happen. One day, the guy came in saying extremely lewd things to me and tried to grab my chest. I just snapped. I shoved him away from me, telling him to leave the store and that if he didn't stop, I would report him to the cops. The guy just laughed at me and said there was nothing I could do, until I pointed at the cameras. This enraged the guy, and he told me how he knew that I lived in the area, so if he ever found me, I would end up in the hospital because of the things he would do to me. He left, but I was absolutely terrified. I knew this guy was ex-military, and he could easily overpower me. After that, he came to the store displaying what looked like a weapon, and he followed me when I visited local stores. On a shift swap, I nervously came into my work as the manager was cashing in his till. He saw me and asked what was wrong, and I told him what was happening. I said that I had to report this guy to the cops, but I needed evidence so I mentioned the CCTV. My manager responded, I'm so sorry, but I'm afraid you can't do that. If you do, then they'll do a background check on you, and I'll have to tell them everything that I know about you. This terrified me even more. The manager was a friend of mine and the reason that I got that job to begin with. 
He knew that I had home problems, so he was basically telling me that he would tell the cops about it and rip my family apart. He said, See, I value you as a friend, but after seeing your true colors when you refuse to go out with me, it kind of tells me to be honest to the police. Do you really want to involve them? It became evident that the reason why he never handled my complaints before is because I rejected him. He asked me out a few times, which I rejected, but I didn't think much of it. As scared as I was, I didn't want my family to be destroyed, and I wasn't going to go out with him just to get some evidence. Instead, I started to plot my revenge against the manager. The area manager and my manager were good friends. The area manager let my manager get away with anything during inspections. But rumor had it that the area manager was moving to a different location. This meant that a new area manager would be coming in to do an inspection. Knowing this, I patiently waited to see if it was true. One day I went in and saw a man that I'd never seen before. It was the new area manager, and he was in doing an inspection when the manager wasn't there. It turns out that he had met my manager before, and he didn't like him one bit, so he was trying to find evidence to fire him. He told me that he wanted to monitor the daily things I did in the shop, so I did the things badly. I made sure to screw up every chance I got. Not scanning items, not checking IDs, stocking things incorrectly, etc. The area manager was horrified and asked if I was ever trained. Luckily, my dad always encouraged me to keep a log of everything I do at work. So I gave the area manager my log of the week that I started and the day that I signed that document, telling him that all he had to do was check the cameras, which of course he did. When he found out that I was never trained, he sat me down and asked what other things my manager was doing wrong. I told him everything. That he made me and my coworker take over a shift so we could leave early. How he never fulfilled requests for holidays and took them away last minute. And how he would never process official complaints and would persuade us not to report incidents. He asked me what kind of incidents, and I told him about the customer and how he blackmailed me not to report it to the cops. I told him how he said the only way that he was going to help me is if I dated him. The area manager was disgusted and asked if I had logs of all the relevant dates to prove what I was doing. I handed him my logbook and said that I felt awful telling him all this because I didn't want anyone to get in trouble. That was a lie. Of course I wanted results. The area manager reassured me that nothing was going to happen to me because this was all on the manager. I didn't hear much of it until eventually my manager just never came into work and a new guy was there instead. I asked where the manager was and I was told that he got fired. It turned out that he had to go to a hearing that he thought was just about how he managed the store, but it was actually a lot more serious than that. He wasn't just pulled up on what happened with me, but it was revealed that he was falsifying paperwork and falsifying his hours. He was stealing money from the store. So he was subsequently fired for falsifying documents, mistreating staff, abusing his power, and stealing. And in regards to the stealing, they actually took him to court. The area manager used everything that I said against him. I quit a little bit after that, but I have a great relationship with the new manager. He's a kind, professional man. I also moved, so I never had to see that customer again. I checked social media, and my old manager had blocked me on everything. Personally, I haven't heard from him since, but I heard that he claims that I'm lying and that I was a spiteful B-word. At least he wasn't entirely wrong. I am a spiteful B-word. OP, this guy absolutely had that coming to him. You got sexually harassed at work, and his response to that was to sexually harass you at work? What an absolute garbage can human being.
Our next Reddit post is from Billiam. A few years ago, after changing jobs, I found myself in a new office with a new phone number. After orientation, training, and other new hire stuff, I finally get to sit down and start working. I get my voicemail and answering machine set up, set up the email, and my phone rings. I say, good morning, this is OP in engineering speaking. Yeah, when can I take the GED test? Sorry, wrong number, and I hung up. My phone rang again. Seriously, when can I take the GED test? Like I said, wrong number, bye. This went on for weeks, 15 to 20 calls per day. People would scream at me for not being the adult learning center. One day, I had an epiphany. A caller called in. This isn't the adult learning center? Nope. Do you know the number? Check Google. I did, but this is the number on their website. Oh, really? After Googling it myself, I dig up a few numbers and give them a call. They tell me that they don't maintain their website, and there's nothing they can do about it, and it's not their problem. That I'm just going to have to deal with it. My favorite line from that conversation was, What are you going to do about it? I work for this day. You can't do sh. Bye-bye. And you can just imagine that that bye-bye just dripped with the condescension that only hubris and decades of Karenhood could muster. Oh, hell no. Let's dance. The next day I answered the phone. Good morning, this is OP speaking. When can I take the GED test? We get that on request. It takes about an hour and a half. Come on down. Oh, awesome. How much is it? $10, but bring a pencil. We'll sharpen your pencil, but we can't supply them. Budget cuts, you know. No, I get it. I'll see you in a bit. Take your time. They don't like me telling you this, but if you get here before we close, they have to give you the test. See you when you get here. Thanks, man. See you later. Now, for those of you who don't know, a GED test takes an entire day to finish. It also usually costs upward of $100 depending on the state. In my state, it was around $200. As such, it was only offered at certain intervals. So, since I was telling dozens of people each day that it was 10 bucks, took 90 minutes, and offered on request, I'm sure they were absolutely inundated with angry people with freshly sharpened number 2 pencils, waving their $10 bills, and demanding the test that the guy on the phone told them they could come in and take. Every morning I checked the website to see if my phone number was still on there. I also took the liberty of crawling around and getting the phone numbers for some managers. I was happy to hand out those phone numbers when people would call back to complain that they weren't allowed to take the test. I told them, just head back down there and ask to speak to a random director's name. Tell them you called the number on the website and this is what you were told. It took them about six more weeks to change the website. For some reason, all the manager's numbers disappeared from the website as well. Down in the comments, we have this story from Curmudgeon. Many years ago, I rented a house where the previous renters had been a couple of doctors out of Harvard Medical School. They got an absolute ton of junk mail. When they moved, they thought they were being clever and only selectively file I've moved notices and let all their junk mail keep filling up my mailbox. I called them and asked them to file with the post office to forward all their junk mail, and they told me to F off. So, I started writing deceased on all mail that came to them and tossing it back in the mailbox. About six months later, I got a very angry phone call from them because apparently one of the pieces of mail was from Harvard for their 10-year reunion. Because I'd written deceased on the mail, they were listed as dead on the where are they now part of the materials handed out at their Harvard reunion. And further down in the comments, we have another story from the MCP. 
My friend moved to a new home in college and got a new phone number. A few months later, he started getting phone calls from pregnant women who wanted to schedule an appointment with their gynecologist. After several such calls, he found the actual gynecologist and contacted their office. It turns out they had new stationery and cards printed, and they all had a misprint of the phone number listing my friend's number instead of theirs, which was very close in number. My friend, being a decent person, told them that if they just paid the phone company's change fee, they could have his number. They said that, oh no, my friend would have to pay for that. And he would have to give them his number, and they were still using the new incorrect numbers and intended to keep giving out those cards. He said, I can't, I'm a poor college student, and that was the end of the discussion. A few more days of this went by, he called them again, and they still demanded that he paid to give them his phone number because of their mistake. My friend said, I guess you're going to have to pay to get all new stationery and cards and contact every single one of your patients to tell them about your error. They laughed at him, so he hung up. After that, when someone called to make an appointment, he'd make an appointment. They would show up expecting to be seen, and the doctor's office would have to deal with these angry pregnant women. After a few weeks of this, suddenly the office called and wanted to pay the change fee. Imagine that! Oh man, I've read so many stories on r slash pro revenge where some guy gets a phone number wrong and that phone number is a business and they're like, well, not my problem, so deal with it. This is basically the equivalent of like you're sitting at your home and someone calls you and they're like, hey, uh, do you live at 123 Fake Street? And you're like, yeah, this is my home. What about it? And the guy on the phone is like, well, I found keys to your house. So do you want to come pick them up? <laughs> and then you, being a total moron, say, no, that's not my problem. I'm not going to drive across town to pick up my house keys. What do you think I am, a moron? And the guy on the phone's like, uh, okay. And then you just have this total stranger with keys to your house. You can come in and totally screw up your stuff until you change your locks. I, I don't know. If you're a business owner, why would you want your phone number to go to someone who has the disposition and the power to completely destroy your business instead of changing, I don't know, what, probably 50, 100 bucks to change your phone number? 15 bucks? Is that right? There's a, <laughs> a $36 change fee with AT&T. And with T-Mobile, it's $15. Oh my god. Imagine letting a bored college student utterly destroy your business because you're too cheap to pay him 15 bucks to change your number. Oh my god. Our next Reddit post is from Dark. First off, I would like to say that this is my father's revenge, not mine, but it was one of his best. A little backstory to get you caught up. My father was a welder at a pulp and paper mill on maintenance with a union. There were about 500 people who worked there at the time. On my dad's crew, they had this guy named Squirrel because he would take anything small enough to carry and take it home. Some of the things he stole were specialized tools made for a certain machine, so they would have to be ordered again at the company's expense. I guess there wasn't much the mill could do because somehow the union backed him. It wasn't long before my father's tools started going missing too. He knew where to look, and he found them in Squirrel's toolbox and some scattered on his workbench. Squirrel was an average-sized man, about 5'9 or 5'10. But my father was a huge man, standing at 6'5 and around 250 pounds, so Squirrel didn't say a word. He was too scared to. My father reported this to the union rep in the main office, and they said they'd investigate. Squirrel was given one week paid suspension while the investigation went on. They found many of the missing items in his locker, lunchbox, toolbox, etc. 
Somehow, Squirrel got the union to back him again, and he was allowed to come back to work at the end of his suspension. My father grabbed his welder and went to Squirrel's area and welded together a giant metal box. He took everything he could identify as Squirrel's and put it in the box and welded a top on it. He then got the help of one of his work buddies to lift the box, and Dad welded the box to the bottom of the I-beam on the ceiling, about 20 feet in the air. The day Squirrel came back, he was looking for all his things, but he couldn't find them. He asked everyone if he could borrow their tools, but no one said a word except, I take care of my tools. Maybe you should take better care of yours. This went on for a couple of hours until Squirrel went to the main office to complain, saying that someone stole all of his tools. <laughs> the shop steward and Squirrel walked into the maintenance shop to ask everyone where Squirrel's tools were. My dad stood and walked up close to Squirrel. And knowing my dad, he was towering over Squirrel. My dad said something along the lines of, Squirrels like to climb to store stuff. Are you sure you didn't climb the I-beam and put your stuff up there? I guess the look on the shop steward's face was almost too good, but the look of pure horror on Squirrel's face was my dad's favorite part of the story. My dad would laugh so hard when telling the story whenever he got to this part. Squirrel went to his work area and looked up. He saw the box up there. He tried to get anyone's help to get it down, but everyone seemed to have other important things to do at that moment. Squirrel took a day and a half working alone to get his tools from the box and to remove the box from where it was welded. My father said that nothing ever went missing again. That was r slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.